podcast episode four. four um this is our post thanksgiving episode uh if we were smart enough the episode that we would have released last week we would have uh said happy thanksgiving but we're not so right. this is happy I mean, late the menu though works pretty well for a thanksgiving episode i would agree i would agree well i mean arguably this movie today would be better but yeah I just because so. more people coming together anyways um Wrote and uh, the menu, I guess. <laughs> Apparently not. Um. Anyways, uh, I am back with, of course, our dear friend Cameron. Cameron, Hi. Cameron how, how are you and doing? I, I'm good, and I'm I'm back with Ben, uh, our dear friend as well. Yes. Unfortunately, Cameron, friend of the podcast Hung Chow couldn't make it. She could not make it to this but, movie. But we're know. joined by someone else that we'll mention in a little bit. Uh, but first things first, Cameron, how was your Thanksgiving? What you guys My do? Thanksgiving was great. We got together as a family. We all sat around, not around the table because there's too many of us. We all sat around a house and we just dug away some food. It it was very pleasant. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. I had some family from Minnesota come in uh, and we just had a good time playing some board games. My dad went to the hospital during Thanksgiving, you know, right. just, uh, that is the perfect whipped cream on the pumpkin pie. Right. If only you had to be real <laughs> to document it. Oh, yeah. to understand that reference. No, uh, but it all, and speaking of that conversation that we had in the last episode, the man, the myth, the legend who called me, my brother, Isaac Brooks is joining us for this episode. Isaac, how are you doing today? Am I here? Is this it? This is it. This is, this is uh, it. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. <laughs> this is our one and only fan. Um, <laughs> he's here. He's the one that requests all of our movies that we watch right. and then we do a video on. I remember and I remember I remember telling week, them they should go to that film festival to watch the whale early. Right. I remember last I week. Because like we said in the last episode, we definitely don't record them way early in advance. Last week, he came up to me and Benny was like, please, please do the menu. And you know what? We had to oblige our mm-hmm. fans. And if you are a fan and, and you have a movie you want us to see, let us know somewhere. In the and comments below. We'll and consider after, it. And after a few hundred dollars he paid us, we finally decided to let him in on an episode. Uh, so, yeah. Either way, I've got some big news for the podcast. Cameron. Oh, yeah? We have a new logo. A new logo. This is news oh, to me. This is news yeah. to you. A new lo- and it's gonna. It's right there. Take a look at it. It's on the oh, screen. Oh, it is? Yeah, it Thank, is on the screen. Thanks for letting the video editor know it, it's beforehand. Co- it's covering Cameron's face. Now it's covering Isaac's face. Okay, don't. don't okay. <laughs> Uh, our super top secret editor is not that well, not that well versed in how to use the program, so don't give too many so commands. It looks so good. It looks so good. Yeah, the way, the way you have the with the uh, with the symbol, um, it's actually not going to be doing that anymore. And then, the, and then you have the yeah. Then, oh, that oh. looks so good. All right. Yeah. Why is it right here? Well, it's, it's not there. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. Well, it's actually bizarre. wait, Isaac. It's behind you. It's behind you. What's crazy is it's been in the same place the whole time <laughs> as you guys are talking. Um, I think you guys... I think your eyes are messed up. I think... Yeah. No wonder you got glasses. <laughs> oh, hey, you know that's what? really rude to my co-host. It's Speaking a wonder glasses. That... I can't. I can't. I can't. It's not my place. It's not my place. Not my place. Uh, well, anyways, I would like to say thank you, Isaac, for joining us. Uh, 
This is what I'm thankful uh, for. Hope to have you back next week, but yeah, you can go ahead and leave now, and we're going to go ahead and talk. No, I'm kidding. I'm (laughs) kidding. No. Um, Isaac, super glad you can make it. Uh, I am too. I didn't really get to introduce myself, though. Hey, Isaac, who are you? Uh, Thanks for asking. Uh, I'm Isaac Brooks. I'm Ben Brooks's brother, Cameron Kramer's friend, um, fan of the podcast, number one fan of the podcast. I've seen all two episodes that are out. Sure, three, there's going to be three out. Three. By now. Well, yeah, three out by now. But but, bad but fan, we record them the fan. minute they go out, so you would have seen. Them by now. <laughs> wow, bad that's my fan. bad. That's my my phone died for number one a while. fan. Also, the only fan means you're the best fan and the biggest fan and the you know worst fan. So yeah, I'll take all of those. Um, but. As as the number one fan, I ha- out of the two episodes that I've seen, I'm sorry that I haven't watched the third one yet. You've um, seen three of them. I no, I just haven't yet. It's because my phone died. Uh, but oh, I got it. I got um, it. <laughs> I, I, I've or available on Anchor, which is on PC so, or uh, yeah. on uh, on computer. So well, I'm running off of a Dell PC right now, so I don't <laughs> know how much I can run Anchor. And if Dell's <laughs> want to sponsor us, we love you. We would Dell. love, we love Dell, or you, they love Dell. I'm not part of yeah. this, but uh, anyways, anyways, uh, I've watched two episodes, and I there's something that messes with my mind that I can't that I can't piece together. I feel like it's gone untouched, uh, but that? but I don't know if this is some this is a social network situation or something, which is also a reference to the movie that we're watching because they reference that. But uh, anyways, anyways, um, I don't know if this is a if this is a social network situation, but I personally, Isaac Brooks remember coming up with the idea of the name what'd you think i am um, gonna sit this conversation out i'll let you i'm pretty and sure handle it. i'm pretty sure i was there when this when this movie idea podcast was brought up to ben and ben was like but i need a name and i'm oh. pretty sure i came out of the woods with my idea of a name and he I'm, and he shot it down at first i'm gonna be completely and then i honest. see this podcast blowing up the charts going skyrocket over the joe rogan experience and i'm like that name seems familiar and then sure enough i checked my notes and it's, it's your brothers so my name. uh to answer everyone's confusion because i know all of our fans the fans are raging about this <laughs> um i'm gonna be completely honest i do not remember having this conversation with you on when you said the name i know originally it was going to be called would you rate it um and i i so you could have said it you could not i'm not trying to take credit away from you if you did say it thank you for the name um but if you didn't then you know that's you know uh, pretty big uh, allow myself to intervene real quick if it makes you feel better isaac uh me and ben personally will share with you 50% of each of our cuts for the last 3 episodes oh yeah um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes! you know what no yes! do you, do you want to do 100% no okay well, yeah, <laughs> you can have my cut. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, well, I have a, a little movie trivia for you guys. That I have, Ooh, I have right. a movie it's, trivia answers. It's it's one question, and okay, I got it off answer. TikTok, so you oh. may have already seen it. I don't but, have TikTok. All right, so uh, let me re- remember because this was a few weeks ago when I saw it. So, um, the Best Actor or Actress Award. It's one of those two. All right. For the Oscars uh, was given to this uh, this female. I do not know her name. I'm sorry. Okay, I, I, that narrows so it was down. Not, it was not no. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. The question is, it is the record for the shortest amount of screen time to win. Oh, yeah. I saw this episode. I saw okay. this Okay. So, Isaac, what do you think is the shortest amount of, like, what do you think 
the time period. Uh, how long do you think? How long? Uh, how much on screen time yeah. did this actor or actress, this female actor or actress, <laughs> have in order to get a uh, supporting actress nomination? Or was it a and win? When. It was a win. And win. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with. You're naming the time frame. The the Oscars have been have been weird sometimes. They can be weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm I'm assuming I'm gonna just go for a really low ball because this has to be shocking enough to be trivia. So um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a little above two minutes. Is that your final answer? Time. You can change that is it. My final answer. <clears throat> Um, it was five minutes and fourteen seconds. I gave them so much credit that they didn't deserve. <laughs> yeah, literally, there's no one on the face of planet Earth who could act so well in two minutes. That's crazy. They, it's an, it's impossible. Five minutes seems insane, but like it does. I mean, kudos to her. Did they deserve it? Did they deserve it? I I don't have seen not, the movie. What yeah, movie was it? I, I haven't seen the movie. It was TikTok. There was a mistake. It was La La Land. <laughs> uh, also, before we start, let's do a little outfit check. Um, me and Cameron. I don't think we need to. I I think we should. Uh, <laughs> For those audio listeners, we're wearing the same thing. Yeah. Well, we got to see Glass Onion. Um. Wow. And really I, out of the woodworks of that one. Just you know, I'm just I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna try. Wait, Isaac, what's that behind you? That's on the other bad. side. No, That's on the other bad. side. On the other side. Yeah, I don't know how you know the body works, but it's still my bed. All right, never mind. Well, I, I was referring to the glass oh my onion. switch my switch game the collection? glass onion the glass oh, the onion glass in your room that's covering the switch games the glass yeah. onion in your room that's a lot of switch games they the say glass onion in your room I like it's the hamper glass. with all the dirty clothes in it too. they're not dirty that's the clean clothes <laughs> yeah I just didn't want to put them in my drawer so I just <laughs> grab them oh. well speaking of uh stuff murder and disaster. Yeah, all of those topics that we touched on in this intro. We, we watched Glass Onion, and Isaac, go ahead and tell us. All right, who's in Glass it? And who is it directed by? Glass Onion, uh, a Netflix original that is directed by <clears throat> Ryan Johnson, and uh, it stars Daniel Craig, Edward Norton, um, Madeline Klein, Dave Bautista. Kate Hudson, Janelle Monet. Sorry if I butchered that name. All respect to you. Um, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, representation from the Iron Fist community, um, and uh, Ethan Hawke, and uh, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Well, Isaac, what did you think? What did I think? All right. Um, you just got well, what did you think? I did just get what do you think? Man, oh, piece of my own medicine, man. All right, um, <laughs> uh, but I thought that this movie was very good. I thought it was very good. Um, I don't know if you want me to keep going because I have a lot to say. I, I, I think it. that's fine. Well, uh, I mean, do you have like a brief like? Uh, just initial... a brief thing. Initial thoughts going. Initial thoughts going out of this movie. I did see this movie twice with Ben. Um, but initial thoughts out of the movie first. I was like. Yeah, it was all right. It nowhere near the first one, but it was all right. And then after watching it again, same for the first Knives Out. When you watch it again, it only enhances the movie. And mm-hmm. I do think that this movie, I don't, I don't want to say just now that it is better than the first one, but it is right there. Like it is, it is, it is. I think it's very good. 
And I feel like it does some things that the first one couldn't do, but it also doesn't do things that the first one did. But I, w- I would agree. I think after watching it a second time makes me like this a lot more than Knives Out. Um, See, whoa. Yeah. I'm coming here at a disadvantage because I've only seen. Right. All right. You guys are going to. You guys, guys are going to gut me. All right. I've only seen each of them once. I've only so, seen Knives Out once. I've only seen Knives Out once. So I, I, I haven't seen Glass Onion twice. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I When you guys are saying like it's not as good as the first one, that's how I'm at right now, having only seen it the first time. Really? But, I don't yeah. remember. the. I, I've only seen Knives Out once when it premiered in theaters. Okay. Yeah. And that's when I saw it. I, and I will say our second viewing was a bit tampered by something that happened. In there the was something that happened. <laughs> and Cameron, I know I told you that we saw a movie today. We're not going to say what it is yet. But uh, we were at the theater and I told you that I had one of the worst theater experiences I've yeah. ever had. And I can't wait to tell you. So you made, a little, you made a little reference. You dropped a little hint that you were going to reveal something to me on, on the podcast Ooh. today about your movie going experience. So a hint. I give him a little, yeah, a little uh, post credit scene. Pre credit scene, honestly. Pre credit scene. Well, yeah. trailer. So for uh, the people That's at home. That's literally what it is, yeah. <laughs> for, for the people at Sneak Peek, uh, we're with our cousins from Minnesota and we go to this theater. Mind you, this is me and Isaac's second time. So we go and we sit down. We're in the same exact theater that we saw it in. Uh, I think we're even like very close to the seats that we saw it. So we're sitting down, we're watching, and I noticed that. Um, as long as other people, they noticed that uh, there is quite obviously an intoxicated slash drunk person sitting literally directly right in, in the seat right, right in front of me. <laughs> and I I didn't think he was drunk at the time. I just thought he was like a louder person because some people are just loud in the movie theater, like when it comes right. to snacks and stuff. Uh, but this guy was like shaking his cup with like ice in it or whatever. And I noticed he would just like say stuff under his breath the entire time. I was like, what? This is so weird. And then throughout the movie, I noticed he's like fidgeting a lot. He's moving a lot. I'm like, what on earth? And I noticed he's like almost like out of, oh, no, he's sorry. He leaves the theater, uh, like the auditorium, probably gets like refills his drink because I know he's shaking it because it was empty. Like, I don't know if he thought like a server was going to come by and like pull <laughs> up for him. Does but, he roll um, the AMC? Yes. But uh, he gets up, he goes out to the auditorium. And as he's coming back, he's stomping his feet. Oh, this yeah. is a This is a grown man. He's stomping his feet as he's going up the stairs to uh, to his seat. I'm like, what on earth? I immediately have like a bad feeling about this because I'm like, this is so odd. It's like very so his, uncomfortable. His drink was empty at the start of the movie. Like he finished it and then he started shaking it. Okay, Cameron. This was figured... around. Uh, I can't say the spoiler because yeah, it's so around a can't. certain scene. So exactly. This is around what... a period in the movie. So got it. Got it. Uh, so he stomps up. I'm like, this is so odd. He's like leaning out of his seat and he's saying stuff a lot louder now. And I'm like, he's on the is... edge of his seat. Yeah. And he's like I'm... facing the person next to him. I'm getting kind of like freaked out a little bit just because I don't know. Like we've heard stories of wackos in theaters and like stuff like that. So I'm getting kind of freaked out. I'm like, you know what? I'm not messing around with anything. I'm just going to go get the security guard. I've already seen the movie. I'm just going to let them know that there's a guy disrupting the movie and he's just kind of making a lot of people uncomfortable. So I go downstairs and I notice he looks at me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm dead. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert, I'm not. But Ew. I was about to ask you done it. So I go out and I find the security guard. And I'm like, listen, is this guy talking? Blah, 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 whatever. So I come back and notice he's staring directly into my soul. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I sit down and I see the, well, as I'm walking to my seat, I see the security guards walk in. I point down to the guy that 
uh, is right in front of me. And I sit down and I see them staring at him. And this guy is super still, is not making, like, not moving around. This guy made me look like a fool. So <laughs> I will just... say, I will say, as someone who is outside, uh, or as someone who's in there when you left to get the security guards, someone while you left from a few rows in front of him, a bald man, walked towards him and tried to settle him down. And it apparently worked for the few seconds that you came back because then he was as quiet as a mouse when you came back. So I come back and he's nice. He's a nice little, he's a nice little guy. No, he doesn't do anything. And then the security guards leave. And immediately this guy is just like, like right back. I was like, shaking the cup. (laughs) And then he he leans over uh, to the person sitting right next to him. He's like, he, he, he gets up and he starts getting his stuff. And he goes, I don't even know exactly what he said. He's like, Next time, how about people don't effing talk during the movie? Says that out loud. Starts stomping down the stairs. And then I see uh, his drink full thrown at the people. At the people in the theater. It's He's like, at the bottom of the stairs and he goes. Here's the thing though. Hits, hits like two rows in front of him. Didn't even hit the guy he was yelling at. So hits like <laughs> two people. A piece of ice comes up and splashes Isaac. I got a, yeah, I got a drop of it. I got a drop of it. And it hits the people, like soaks these people. So I immediately, I go, "Hey!" <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. In a moment of desperation, this guy, out, technically, technically assaults a bunch of people in the movie theater yeah. and starts to walk down the hallway. And and you hear the hero, the hero in the back, the heroic voice from Lego City Undercover, go, "Hey!" hey. <laughs> so I, I I get up and I go follow him. So, because I am a... And he grabs our cousin. He grabs our, he grabs our tall cousin. I, I grab our tall... I grab our other cousin that was on the ready just because we didn't know what this guy was going to do if he was going to start hitting the person right next... You know what I mean? We were going to be there right. to, like, help out. Might have to say hey again. <laughs> so Settle I get down. Him to say, hey. Settle down. <laughs> so I, I, I get him to go follow just because I don't know where this guy's going to be. You know what I mean? I don't want him waiting for someone to follow him and then be like, he's a knife right. or a gun. So... I go follow him. Uh, me and my cousin do, or my cousin and I, or Zach and I. Uh, we don't see him, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, we're laughing because we have ten minutes left. Uh, so we go out, and <laughs> Isaac, we we start another meeting after the ten minutes is up. It's not like we have just this. <laughs> okay, 10 I was about to say like. Man, that movie yeah. was incredible, man. <laughs> we really so, milked those 10 minutes. <laughs> so uh, so I follow him out, I, and I just see him go out the door. So I'm like, okay. Well, I go to the security guard. I'm like, hey, listen, buddy, you didn't do your job. Uh, I told you guys this was going to happen. Uh, so, and along with, like, some other people that got soaked that came out of the theater. And he, he's like, so is he still in there? I was like, no, genius. He just threw his drink at people and left. I just told you that. I think he's going to be sitting down still. So uh, they, like, handle everything this couple poor couple wanted a like a refund so they gave him that and they left but it was like it was so bizarre and it was so, so like weird dude and that's like my number one fear with like movie theaters i'm so like anxious when i'm there it's sometimes I, i've like i told you i prefer smaller theaters than the bigger theaters uh, right. especially with like watching like uh mcu stuff it's just i don't know why i don't like packed theaters it's just i feel like more crazies can come in today the movie that we saw was pretty great you know it was like the as far as the, <laughs> total as far as the, two other people in there yeah exactly. besides our group <laughs> like right. i'm not i'm not worried about that at all but although the guy the guy the only other guy in the theater bought a ticket right next to us <laughs> <laughs> well okay no 
He bought a ticket, no. one seat one away from next, us, but and like... your brother bought a ticket right next to him. <laughs> he did. But, so, uh, yeah. Either way, uh, I went back in, I got to watch the, the rest of the movie, and uh, with that, I think we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. So, with, uh, you know, following its successor, which is Knives Out, uh, I know we kind of mentioned what we thought about it. I, I liked Knives Out a lot. I didn't like it as much making me want to go see it again versus this movie made me like really do like really want to revisit it. And I think uh, I think this has a better cast than the last one did as far as like Leslie Odom Jr. is just like I love him from Hamilton. So I'm really excited to see him and uh, this. And I mean, I know last one had Tony Collette, which is incredible. And, you know, I mean, also you got uh Chris Evans and Anna Dardamus, but uh, this, you know, you got Daniel Craig doing an incredible accent, you know, oh. which, uh, but th- this is uh, such a joy to watch. I had such a great time watching this. And I, like I said, I do think the cast is a bit better in this, but I think overall um, this has a much better like mystery uh, than the, than the last movie. Um, and I think that's just one of the many reasons why. Uh, why I was into it as much, but I mean, other than I that, say, like... I, I will say that as far as the casting goes, with the first Knives Out, I'm a young little guy right now, so uh, the only actor I recognized was James Bond and Captain America. So uh, <laughs> that so it was easier for me to just be like, okay, yeah, these are these are just characters instead of me being like, all right, these are the actors, right? Right. But I will say in the second movie, I'd never had a moment where I was like, oh, this is Aaron Burr in, in my in my right. mystery movie. I will say all the actors did play their roles to the point where I didn't think of them as the, the actors. They and were there, there, was, the there was a moment where I actually felt like, like, because I mentioned I, I'm going to love, uh, I love Le- as Leslie Odin Jr., and there was a moment in this movie where I just kind of like got frustrated with his character. I was mm-hmm. like, man, and that actually made me like dislike him a little bit. And I was like, oh, that was like pretty good because I don't think anything could make me dislike him. You know what I mean? I mean, right. if you're in, in Hamilton, he does kind of suck as a human. But, uh, like, <laughs> I think he's still. really interesting, Hamilton. Let's let's change the topic. Okay, yeah, so Hamilton. New movie. What'd you guys but, think? Um, I will say, no, watching this the second time. All right. <laughs> but also, uh, you have Edward Norton in this, who just honestly plays himself. Uh, not as much as he plays himself in Birdman, but he does yeah. play himself. Yeah, not as much as but, he plays himself in The Incredible Hulk. But all right, that's just not even accurate. That's just not even accurate. But, no, uh, I I haven't seen anything that Madeline Klein is in, so I can't speak on that. Which one is um, that? Outer Banks. Outer, that, you don't watch Outer Banks? Is she in Outer Banks? I had to look her up to find out she's in Outer <laughs> Banks. <laughs> also, I, okay, I, I can like picture Jessica her Hinlick. on like the surfboard. Is she the blonde? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, Madeline Klein is whiskey. She's whiskey. Okay. Oh. Different blonde. Okay, then I was thinking of Birdie. Yeah. No, Birdie is. Oh man. Oh, let me let me pull my IMDb that I have. Yeah. Uh, Birdie's assistant, Jessica Henwick. That's who I yes. was talking about the other episode in terms of best uh, English accent. She, she does have a great. I I stand by. No. Um, I, no, I stand by. I promise. Anya Taylor Joy. I so dude. She does not have the best English accent or American accent. Uh, Birdie is Kate Hudson. That's I'll right. tell you this much, dude. Millie Bobby Brown has a better American accent than Anya Taylor Joy. Shut up. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Mike, Mike. Yeah. 
No, honestly, yeah. that is better than Anya Taylor Joy's. Shut up, you haters! I'm no. not. I'm not British. <laughs> you know how good trust she, me. It's me, know. Magic from New Mutants. Here's the thing. You know how good she is when Cameron didn't even know she was British until I told him. Yeah, all she's right? good. For, all right, for I never said accents. she was bad. Hold on, I implied it heavily, but I never said she was bad. She's great. She's not the best. Saying Millie Bobby Brown is a better American actress. She barely than... talks, though. That's the thing. She says like Mike she... and cries all the time. Yeah, in an American way. <laughs> I will say. It's better than Margot ta- Robbie's. Since we are talking about accents. All right, I do you got to watch I, Tonya. I, I, you got to watch I, I, Tonya. <laughs> uh, no, that's fair. I haven't seen it. Haven't seen it, it only a movie. It only, it only a movie. A movie. Um, but <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Out of, it's not an inside right. joke. It's not an inside yeah, joke. Yeah, it's an it's internet joke. It's an internet joke. It's a reference. Okay. I will oh say, since yeah. we're talking about accents, I do have to give credit where credit is due. In Bullet Train, uh, Brian. No. Brian Tyree Henry <laughs> did a very good British accent. Bro's taking his opportunity on the and podcast. I, I have to shout him out. Because, <laughs> shout out anything because because you're talking about how how Cameron didn't know that Anya Taylor Joy was British. I thought he, I thought this guy was British until I found out that he wasn't British. Are you talking about Are you talking about the guy from Eternals? Tanger, uh Lemon. Yeah, Brian Brian Tyree Henry. I mean, is better than Joey King. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> Wrong movie. Well, movie. Back to we're not movie. talking yeah, about that. We're talking up. about Isaac's background. Um. So. Oh. Anyway, we also have Dave Bautista in here and. I think Dave Bautista, for some reason, like, I didn't care for him in Guardians. I thought Drax is funny. Listen, I think Drax is great, but I never, like, actually cared for Dave Bautista. But the more and more I'm seeing him and stuff now, it's like I'm falling more and more in love with him. As, like, a Dude, I love I Dave. I he love is, Dave. like, he is not a great actor at all. But no, the guy we has were even some... talking about this earlier today. The I've, never seen, a, I've never seen a Dave Bautista performance and been like, that guy's an actor. He's an actor. I will say that is I've Dave Bautista's seen... complaint, though, with Hollywood. So, <laughs> what what's his complaint? He was that complaining he about how he gets typecast as just a uh, big dumb man. I will say more sensitive roles. His comedic timing is like very good, though. With Dude, all that, of his roles, that's why I'm excited for uh, a knock, knock at, the at the cabin, cabin, just to see him in a little bit more of a dramatic role. Because I love it when comedy or not traditionally dramatic actors go into more serious roles. And this yeah. is gonna be interesting. He is he is definitely hands down the best wrestler actor, I feel like. I don't John know. We do Cena, have we, we do Dwayne have Logan Johnson. Paul. John Cena's pretty Logan good. Paul. John Cena's pretty good. If you haven't seen Peacemaker, he's I have really good in that. But I mean I, I still feel like Dave Batiste is better. I don't know why. I think I Dave Batista shows one like has no range of emotion. That's always the same of, thing. It's kind of common for WWE actors. Right, Dwayne Johnson's pretty um, much Dwayne the Johnson's same. Pretty sim- yeah. He plays the same character in every plays movie. Plays the same character every movie. It's um, in his contract where he cannot lose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, of all of them, I think John Cena wins uh, acting. Mm. I mean, Ronda Rousey. We'll have was to technically... see on Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Isaac, go- stop. We are not talking about those. We're movies. talking about Dave Batista now. We're talking about movies, okay? And this is relevant. Relevant. Yeah, this is well, what you think about Dave Batista. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? Every episode, this is episode four of What Did You Think About Dave Bautista? Featuring Hong Chow, friend of the podcast. <laughs> He's on the episode critiquing Dave Bautista. Yeah. I, it was my choice. I, I wanted Dave Bautista to replace Brennan Fraser as the whale, but unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah. Fun fact yeah. he had like a one episode role in Smallville, Dave Bautista did. Dave Bautista's um, in a lot of things. I don't think he even said a word. But David Deese is in a lot of things. He's one of those actors where he'll just like pop up and you're like, oh, shoot. Like he's like the the guy that plays Polka Dot Man where he'll just pop up. Yeah, like, he's just like, everywhere. Like he's in Blade Runner 2049. Like I remember. When I was, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. He's just in random stuff. But I love him. That's weird. Well, uh, with this movie, uh, I will say one thing I really did like about Knives Out is that it all takes place at this house, except for like two scenes that take place like in a random building and i will uh, say those are the weakest scenes out of the first movie are absolutely the ones that don't take it's, place in the, it's, in the house. The, it's the set design especially with these two movies that like really helps uh keep you entertained with the movie you know what i mean and, and i think obviously yes with the with the characters that we have and the, and the, the actors playing them they're all very good but i think especially with this one uh taking place on the island there's so many like weird things on this island that like that just help kind of build this world because uh, the movie takes place on this one island, you know. Right. Uh, but there's many, like many stuff that just isn't on the island because right. the movie is chock full of like flashbacks mm-hmm. and stuff. And th- and this is a very well edited movie. It's very well put together. Very and well. um, <laughs> I, I we can't say that's part of spoilers, but I, I will say I I think the editing in this is exceptional. I think it's very good. Um and uh the score i don't know who did it i feel like it's the same person as knives out but bro the it score is, is pretty so good. good i didn't yes. recognize the the one in the first movie but i will say there was many times in the second movie where i was like yeah dang is that like michael like, giacano back there or something? definitely some like, high piano notes in there and it's all like very it's very uh classical mystery music and right. uh it's but modernized and it's it's very good very good the composer uh, is dominic lewis oh did he nice work on the guy. first one he works on he worked on the Kingsman, uh, Bullet Train, Peter Rabbit. Love Peter Rabbit representation. Uh, <laughs> looks like he did all the Kingsmen in the Adams family. I don't see him working on the first one though. All right. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, guys, I wanted your guys' opinions on it. When I watched it with my family, we were driving home. We had a semi. We had a lot. A, a portion of the conversation of this movie was dedicated on the early scenes before they reached the island. Um, Mm. so if you want to go in like 1 billion percent blind, this still isn't a spoiler, but like, just keep that in mind that I'm going to talk about, right. I'm just going to go into this. I'm going to talk about some of the, like literally the first scenes, um, since this movie takes place mid pandemic and there's Mm. elements of that at the start and then they're kind of dropped like in like 20 minutes. How did Uh you guys feel about that? So I, saw this as very similar to knives out one when they're all sitting around the table talking about uh their view of politics and and immigrants i felt like this was just yet another way to show who uh, it had nothing to do as far as like with the plot but it was showing what characters are more like pc versus other characters that are you know and and it feeds into their character obviously we have the the gung-ho like right-wing dave bautista you know and then you have like um presumably a pretty like uh i don't want to say neutral but um a very kind of more leaning 
right the governor or uh mayor or whatever who is um is that Catherine Jan- Janella? Oh Catherine Hong. Catherine Hong. Um and you've got like you know these different characters uh that were all sticking to their politics and uh that kind of feeds into the mystery of who is more willing to you know if there was a gunshot you know what i mean we know who has the gun but who is like mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think right. it just kind of feeds into the character's persona um and sort of like motives because also some of their business uh ideals that they talked about inside the movie um right also reflect that so this goes for all things that have covid in it I know that COVID happened in the real world, mm-hmm. but for some reason, when a movie or TV show talks about it, it makes it, it, it pulls me out of it. And I don't I, know why. I, I hate it when they make COVID a character in a movie or a show. And yeah. it's done quite a bit. I think, I, I think doing stuff like that is for later in time. I, well, here's, so this is going to sound weird. This is going to sound weird. But uh, when Knives Out, when one of the characters hits a vape, that was weird for me because like, yeah uh vaping was like just starting to like take off so to say uh and i felt like that was on the nose in the sense of like oh it's trying to be more modern um i didn't feel that with covid necessarily but i i do know exactly the feeling that you're talking about and i i I remember i remember in the menu they bring it up in one sentence they bring it up in one sentence in the movie hey blah 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 spoiler spoiler when COVID happened, right? And they never talk about it again. And I remember sitting there like, huh. Like I feel it, like I feel like the balance is you need to you if you're gonna embrace COVID, you need to embrace it like fully. Because well, I mean like, I'm like still, you, no go ahead. I'm sorry. Like I mean if you want to classify this as a movie you can. I personally do. But I feel like the best representation of COVID in a movie was like Bo Burnham's inside because that is a primary focus of the whole thing is covid and i feel like i feel like you either got to like instead of like like what ben said that is i feel i don't like it when covid's a character i feel like if covid's a character it's got to be there the whole time unless except for this movie Mm -hmm. where they cut it off sure the first 20 minutes and the way they cut it off i thought was going to be a plot point in the movie it 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 was a weird scene yeah that was it it was just a shoe in to have ethan hawk in there you know yeah yeah um Um, but i will say though that kind of leads into my biggest complaint of the movie which is that whole beginning scene until um there was a uh, a certain twist in the movie that kind of helped me but at least for the first watch until there's something that's revealed the beginning part of the movie was uh one of my least favorite parts in it and here's the thing you i heard you said that after the first time that we watched the movie i remember that but i do remember I do remember disagreeing with you at the time, but I couldn't really say why. But I do feel like, at least in the second time watching it, I really enjoyed the beginning part because one, the editing, yeah. like like without spoiling, the phone call was just a really interesting scene yeah. throughout. I was never bored during that scene. Yeah. And then after that, it like you in, you get you, we go we go mm-hmm. back to our detective and everything. We get to meet him. So like watching the characters come together in those first twenty minutes, I do feel like was very well handled, and right. I wasn't I wasn't at all like and upset with it uh well i can't decide the I, I like the, the beginning th- now but when i first watched it i was not the biggest fan i think you guys I think it took talked too about, long oh you go ahead to i think okay. it took too long to get into it and to understand what was going on but when that twist happens um it makes me appreciate it more and then by the second viewing i know what i'm looking at i know what i'm looking for uh and 
that's much more engaging on I the feel second like viewing. Me and Ben cannot stress enough that this movie is only enhanced by the second viewing. And it's like it is like there are yeah. things that you will pick up on that you weren't even trying to pick up on. Yeah. But like you will find you will find so many things in this movie on the second time. So I encourage everyone who has seen it one time mm. to watch it again because it's it's uh, even better. I will. I will. Whenever probably I'll wait for it to come on the Netflix because I don't really want to go to the theater again for yeah. this. Um, but you guys now here's the thing. Very uh, shortly going back to the COVID thing. You guys, you Ben, you gave. I I actually think that's a good answer when it comes to why COVID was included at all, and it's a way to characterize the people. I think though, I I agree with Isaac. Where if COVID's going to be in your movie, it needs to be in your movie. It either needs to mm-hmm. be in your movie as part of the movie, or exist in the movie in the way it exists in the real world, where it's basically already almost over, kind of right. like how it is in the menu. So, in in order, if, since a lot of the early parts of the movie kind of i felt almost like i was watching back in 2020 2021 when everybody was doing zoom jokes and everybody was doing oh we're stuck inside jokes and all that stuff it just felt like a rehash of all that Mm -hmm. and i think we could have got the same characterization we could have got the same uh dynamic building with the with the the phone call well i will say covid was not necessarily joked about in the movie as far as people, how people handled COVID was uh, was kind of a but. Like, one character has an, a, like a mask, but it's all just holes. It's just like that. That was, I think, the best part of the whole COVID non-purpose situation. thing. The first, then, the first human then, interaction, like the literally the first two seconds in the movie, is a, a COVID joke. I will say. Yeah. Well, no, it's just like it's showing their how the they like, how they care how about they, it. Like, yeah, exactly. It was like a joke about the character, um, how they don't perceive it that well. But I mean, and it is kind of throughout the movie. I mean, uh, tw- uh th- this is kind of spoilers too. But when the twist is revealed, um, someone mentions uh, like that they're a teacher and uh, they do a lot of their stuff through Zoom now, and it's like their people interaction is very limited. But mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and that's all I can really say because, you know. Yeah, I just don't know. For me personally, again, as someone who's only seen it once, um, I don't I don't know if it was necessarily warranted. It was not needed, I don't think. But also, I'm not upset that it's in there. You know, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I think it was odd. Um, I was curious on how they're going to get rid of the masks. You know, yeah, like because I figured they're not gonna they, just be wearing it for the whole movie. I feel like there was like ways they could have approached it differently though, because the way they did it is so well, like well, weird. it's kind of it's kind of comedic though. I think it was more play. I think that was played off as a joke, and it, it was, was it, it was funny, and I I did chuckle, but I do remember the first time I watched it, I was like, that's gonna come back. Somehow. That's setting up something, yeah, yeah, and it just doesn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Well. Uh, with that, I don't really think I had any other issues with it. I mean, did you guys have any issues at all? Uh, uh, no, no, I, I, yeah. So just to real quick summarize for our spoiler free listeners, what we thought, uh, I'll start and say, having only seen it one time, I think it falls short of the original by a lot, but it doesn't make it bad. 
Um, that's just that says more about the first one than it does about this one. It's just the first one was so great. Um, and the mystery, which I didn't really talk about this a lot, spoiler free, because you really can't. But the mystery, I wasn't as intrigued with this mystery as I was in the first one. Hmm. But I still liked it. I still, it was really funny. And yeah. All right. But yeah. Why is it? What about you? Uh, as someone who did see it twice, I already said this at the very beginning, but I do feel like I don't know if I really, as of right now, want to say that it's better than the first one, but I will say it's like right there. And like, mm. I, I like, I haven't seen the first one in a minute. So I do also have that. I could, I might rewatch the first one and decide that it is better than this one, but I do right. think they're both very good. And I will say upon my first watch, I was jumping back and forth of like, do I think this is better? Is this worse? I, I couldn't decide. So I agree with Isaac that I think I need to give it another watch as well. But with that, we're going to be going into our spoiler section now. So if you don't want spoilers, go away. Wait Click away. Shut down that Spotify. Watch it. Shut down that Apple uh, podcast. Shut down that YouTube video. Shut it all down. You there's don't more. want. You, what, there's there's more ways else? we can watch, listen to it. What shut else? them down. Yeah. Watch but the yeah, movie. just shut it down. Shut it down. Take a break. Oh. Yeah. You've been hey, scrolling hey, for a long time. Hey, there's a reference right there. There's a um, reference right there. Anyways, <laughs> watch the movie uh, if it's still in theaters near you. But it is coming uh, to Netflix, Netflix in, in December. December. So check it out there. It's great. Um, and then form your own opinion. But right. we're in the spoiler so, section now. So right. Isaac, and as is customary with right. the spoiler section, we give a little tangent so people have time to leave. And my tangent for today is I've heard a lot of people talk about how when they watch Netflix originals in a theater and they see the Netflix logo on the big screen, it weirds them out. How did you guys feel? I was the Netflix. I, lo- it it tripped me out at first, but it wasn't like I was. I didn't upset with think it, it was weird. I heard people in our theater that were like, what? We're seeing it in the theater. I'm like, shut up. No, I did not think anything of it. I knew it was a Netflix. I was happy it was appearing in theaters. I was like yeah. thrilled. I was. I thought I was going to have to wait until December. Uh, December to watch it. Like a normal yeah. people. Like how they have yeah. to wait until December to watch The Whale. You know what like I mean? People, yeah. Oh, imagine. <laughs> Man, imagine, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I, I will say, but like uh, the Netflix thing, though, I do. I maybe it's because the way I've been approaching movies recently, especially with the MCU, is I try to I watch the first trailer that comes out and then I don't watch anything else. So I forgot a lot about this movie until it started. Like, I forgot Dave Bautista was in it. I forgot Edward Norton was in it. Mm-hmm. And I forgot it was a Netflix original. So that's like three big things <laughs> that I forgot until the movie started. And I was like. Dave Batista, <laughs> Netflix, Netflix. Yeah. Netflix was, was fine for me, but the day I see a Hulu ep- uh, a Hulu logo in <laughs> the theater, I'm wrecking house. I'm, if I see I'm that HBO <laughs> intro, that first that blows up my if, ears. If, if I see, no, I think what's worse, if I see a Peacock intro, I'm gonna lose my mind. Okay? You know what? They better release not community. The if movie. they put the community movie they, in theaters, I'll no, watch. I, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You're right. I yeah. take back that. Well, I, I better say, see a Peacock logo in oh, theaters. <laughs> when we were uh, sitting down, getting ready to watch it, I get a text fr- from uh, from my friend David over at That Shady Buffalo Podcast, which I appeared in an episode in. Uh, so That Shady Buffalo, you can check it out. Um, anyways, uh, he texted me a picture of him wearing his Last Jedi shirt, which is directed by Ryan Johnson, uh, mm-hmm. in, in front of the screen, I think. Uh, 
So he was like, you know, to honor Ryan Johnson. So I simply said, well, to honor Ryan Johnson, I snuck in a brick of cocaine. To, so, but no, um, that was just my joke for you guys. The joke. You want to go ahead and explain that as someone who doesn't know anything about cocaine? <laughs> oh, I'm saying uh, Ryan Johnson made a movie called Brick. Oh, I see. Which is I'm just waiting a... for Cocaine Bear to come out. The Cocaine Bear coming February I haven't seen the trailer of it's it. It's not what? a trailer. It's a poster. It's a poster. That's so it. So you want to see a movie off of a poster? Look at the poster. Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks is directing. This looks awful. It's based on a true story. Of a bear. Is it, I'm assuming it's a bear on cocaine. Okay. So there was a drug runner in 1985. Spoilers for Cocaine Bear, if you don't want to. Spoilers for Cocaine Bear. Spoilers (laughs) for the true story of Cocaine Bear. There was a drug runner in 1985. He had 77 pounds of cocaine on his person, which today would be worth $14 million. All right? He he is flying an airplane. He decides he wants to jump out of his airplane and run away on foot. He jumps out of his airplane. His parachute does not go off, and he falls to his death. All true. Park rangers find his body. And then a few days later, they find the bear also dead. When they open up the bear to see how it died, and this is a direct quote from the autopsy, literally stuffed to the brim with cocaine. <laughs> so now they're making a movie about what happened to the bear in that time frame. Dude, okay, so I want to like, see some like, super it's, high bear. It's based on, on real events, page. but no one knows what happens. So exactly. we're, Elizabeth Banks is going to fill in the blanks for us. Wait, Elizabeth Banks, you said, is directing it? Yeah. What does she make? Oh, my. Hunger Games? She's an actress. She was uh, Effie from the from the Hunger Games. I don't know if she's directed before, but honestly, if I'm going to direct to world debut something, it's going to. I would want it to be Cocaine Bear. Bear. It's going to be Cocaine Bear. Who's Effie in the Hunger Games? Uh, the pink lady who does the drawing. Uh, she's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know how we. Uh, she also plays Wild Style in the Lego Movie. So. Wild Style. I have a Lego right here. Okay, which, by the way, um, Cameron, uh, yeah. during Thanksgiving, I have this game called Blockbuster. Um, yeah, I've played it yeah. before. Yeah, well, um, for the people at home. Uh, oh, I see. Blockbuster is uh, it's a very fun game. You should buy it. I got it at Barnes & Noble for like 30 bucks. It's worth it. Um, what a deal. We're not sponsored. And, yeah, but with Blockbuster, you have, to get people blockbuster. To, you have to get people to guess the movie on the card that you draw by either acting it um saying one word or by quoting the movie all right my so this movie was made in like 20 like 16 2015 okay all right uh and my cousin guesses the lego batman movie probably like five times and okay this is my younger cousin too (laughs) so but like after i said the lego batman movie is not going to be on this okay i have to quote shawshank redemption for us to win the game all right I don't know a quote from the movie. I like it a lot. I just don't know a quote that they would know. So I said, I can't believe he chiseled his way out of this prison. That's something straight out of a Stephen King novel. And immediately, my cousin goes, the Lego Batman movie, lock it in. <laughs> and we lose the game. But, to be um, fair, that, that does sound like something they would say. The I will Lego say, he is, he is like one of the funniest people in the world when he's not trying to be funny and somehow (laughs) he had the courage to choose uh crouching tiger hidden dragon as his acted and he acted it perfectly (laughs) and it was like i was so literal (laughs) he he was crouching and then he was going 
And then he was going behind a chair and then he's going. <laughs> That's pretty good. good. It reminds me of my performance as the 12 Angry Men when I played that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the audio listeners, he did the whole movie. Yep. He just acted out the entirety of it. Um, well, anyways, we're in the spoiler section now. Okay. Yep. I, I think I've had enough time to kick leave. us off with a spoiler. Isaac, yeah. Isaac as is customary of the podcast. Um, I never before kick in off my the spoiler year, section. You have I'm, to kick off the spoiler section with a spoiler. Yeah, I'm about to. No, just no, say it. Among us. Okay. I never go. in my 16 years of <laughs> thought I would see a scene transition. With Among Us, okay? Yeah. Watching this movie, I was bored to death until I heard, dunk, 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 and then I see <laughs> a white Among Us character, okay? I was, I was livid. I was, I was freaking out, jumping up and down. I caught the guy's drink and threw it back at him, all right? <laughs> I was going crazy. It did give, it did give Among the us. same vibes as the Fortnite scene in Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Where I, well, just... I feel like Among Us has actually like just the slightest bit of actual like like relevance relevance towards the movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Other, other than other than like Thor just running up a building as a uh, bright bomber. Right. It just, <laughs> like... Although in the MCU, canonically, because the snap, Fortnite stayed in the better seasons for longer. True. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh. oh my word. Um. Well. Yeah. Another spoiler. Uh, we'll get into them, I guess. Okay. About that. Okay, this isn't about Among Us, but is it about that scene? These movies are known for having wildly huge casts full of a bunch of like great actors. So whenever stuff like this, and I also had this thought with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special when they were walking by all the famous people's houses. Every time they, sh- <laughs> okay, every time they show a real life famous person in a movie in a series that's known for having lots of famous people, they are removing them from the running of being in the next movie. Yep. So whoever was rooting for Natasha Leone to be in Knives Out 3, sorry guys, <laughs> she was playing among us. Wait, oh, yeah. Natasha she was the redhead with like the ah, this is my voice, I'm from New York. And, or, and... or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he will yeah. also not be. <laughs> also, may she rest in peace. Murder, she wrote. Yeah. It was nice oh, to yeah. see her playing among us. a good us. reference, yeah. Um, also, uh, Hugh Grant, which I'm actually upset about because I think Hugh Grant would be really good in this uh, yeah. series. And well, well, actually, no, he might be back uh, as himself. Well, no, he doesn't play Hugh Grant. I think he plays like uh, Benwell Blanc's lover Husband or, or something. Oh. I don't know if they're. I didn't. I don't see a ring is. on Benwell Blanc. It might just be a boyfriend or something. Well, or either way, we'll just say either, partner. That's why I said lover or partner. Either way, they live together. So. Hugh Grant could be back in it, and I love Hugh yeah. Grant. I don't know if you've seen Notting Hill. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, one of the best rom coms. You know, he's great in it. He was like the go to guy when they were doing uh, rom coms with like Julia Roberts and right. uh, well, and Hugh Grant was like the guy. And he's actually going to be in the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. So cool. Uh, I did. I don't know how I feel about that movie, dude. <laughs> I'm so excited for it, and he and he's playing a rogue, and Chris Pine is playing a bard. So, it, dude, I am in it, it for it. Can, it can be really good or it could be really dumb, you know? I, I feel I'm, like it's going it to be... be. It could be the next Uncharted 
where they take great source material and just poop on it, dude. Here's well, I thing. feel like this movie. The only other D and D movie there is is completely garbage. I think. Vin oh, Diesel's fun fact it. about that, by the way, Jeremy Irons is in it. When he was interviewed about the movie, they were like, "Hey, why did you do the Dungeons and Dragons movie?" He was like, "I just bought a castle and I needed to pay it off. That was the reason he did it." <laughs> It's got to be the coolest crazy. way to take up a movie. <laughs> yeah. I got to pay off my castle. Wow. <laughs> well, with this movie, I can kind of go ahead and get into my uh, complaints at the beginning. And my friend David that I told you about, me and him shared uh, similar complaints where, as in the beginning of this movie, we felt like, A, his accent was really bad. And B, uh, he didn't have a partner um, or an assistant with the crime, like in the first Knives Out being on a day Artemis. Um, obviously though, the twist in the movie is that, uh, this character that we've been with for a minute, her name is Andy, uh, is actually the twin sister to the real Andy. The real Andy is dead to a supposed suicide, which you find out later is it's not a suicide, but so, uh, the sister, what is her name? Uh, Helena, Helena Brown? Helen, I think it's just Helen, Helen. Okay. Well, the sister Helen, uh, actually goes to Benoit Blanc's. Uh, with a broken box that Miles sent out, which was Edward Norton's character, uh, for them to solve, and ended up being an invitation to his island for a fun weekend out, and they're going to play a murder mystery as well. Well, she uh, Helen uh, suspects foul play with her sister's death and hires Benoit Blanc, and Blanc has the idea that he is going that she goes as Andy, and he will go as just the greatest detective but with an even stronger southern accent for some reason. Um, but I'm it, hearing a lot of this shade after his accent. Me, personally? It's fun. It's a lot of fun. A with it at all. It's, it's hilarious, but it's bad. There's a reason yeah. he didn't talk that much in the first movie. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, suspect. Foul play. Like, that's <laughs> it's it. so good. It's no, so let, good. Let's, okay, this movie, throughout the whole thing, and I'm so glad that it was like fully committing to it it's the cheesiest movie that come out this year yeah. and they know it it's so corny and his accent lends to that 100 every time he talks you know it's james bond and you know he's british and you know that he can't he's not from the south i think something is afoot i want the south to hear about the like you know like- and, and breathe is in a word <laughs> It's so it's good, bro. Stupid. It's so good. It was lazy. <laughs> um, it's so good. No, but still, Daniel Craig. You can tell he has fun with this, though. Like, yeah. And that's the one thing I do like about all these movies is I think everyone does legitimately have a really good time with it because right. everyone has such good chemistry with each other. It's like they flow so well off of each other, and then like I don't know how you keep a straight face with them when you've got Dave Batista wearing such tight underwear. And like having a gun, the gun strapped to him as he swims. As he swims, it's like some of the goofiest choices to writing ever. Such a funny movie. They'll have you'll have a scene where it's like it's pretty serious, and then you'll just have Dave Batista in the background. You're like, he almost got an accident. He's like, I almost got pancaked. Okay, (laughs) it's just so serious. Uh (laughs) Yes, sir. But um, I would. Yeah, like I said, I think everyone in here just does a really exceptional job with one another. And it, it is hilarious. It is like such a funny movie. It's so goofy. And I, I think um legitimately though, Edward Norton is really good in this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think, uh, and I think uh, the girl Helen or Andy. Uh, I don't know what her actress is. What's her actress's name? That was the name I messed up when I was reading off their names. It her name is. It's not Dominic Lewis. That's the composer. Her name is actually. It's Ethan with Hawk. Me here. Yeah, it's Ethan Hawk. Yeah, it's Ethan Hawk. Congratulations, no. Ethan Hawk. Uh, she does exceptional though. She it's she's a, very Janelle Monae. Janelle Monae. She's very good in it. Uh, I was well. Yeah, I I, I like. She was probably the best part of the movie. In my opinion, really, I don't know. Justin, uh, Gordon, well, Justin okay. Gordon, best performance really after after the twist. She's probably the best character. But um, who does Justin? Who does Joseph Gordon Levitt play? He's the, the dong. hourly dong. Huh? Dong. The hourly dong. He's a clock. Yeah, the one that goes dong dong. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he's great. Um, Daryl, I I just. I thought it was funny. Apparently, our theater. So our first time watching it, every, you would you would have thought this was an MCU movie with how many people were like clapping when someone would like get on screen. Like like one scene I, I legitimately was like I thought was hilarious was about halfway through, uh, right before you get into like that third or second act. I want to say, um, someone uh pulls a gun it's not in spoilers. the dark. We're in spoiler section. I I know. Oh my bad. Okay, uh, someone pulls a gun while they're in the dark and shoots uh, Janelle Monae's character. Um, and like I, I thought she died. I, I thought I'm pretty sure you guys thought she died. Uh, it shows her with blood on her, and then it cuts uh to an audio reoccurrence, which is someone knocking on the door, and we find out through you know stuff that happened. Uh, <laughs> there was a hot sauce that apparently Jeremy Renner made that he gave to. Uh, Edward Norton's character, and they use that hot or whatever. Yeah, they use that as the blood. But when they pulled out that hot sauce vial, our entire theater was like, "Let's go!" Like you would have thought, like <laughs> Captain America no, just lifted. Me it was straight up any joke that was a callback to a previous joke. The theater lost it when the car fell at the very end of the movie. When the car fell from the roof and got crushed, our theater was like, "Yeah, yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> or each time Daryl was on, every time Daryl popped was a up, superhero from like, every time Daryl popped MCU, up, which they were just clapping so hard with Daryl. And I'm like, man, I mean, Daryl's doing Daryl things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that was so, like our theater was so weird, man. uh Also. Our second viewing, you know, so the movie begins with a knock. It's someone knocking on the door. <laughs> well, about uh, and, and like halfway through in the half, like the middle part of the movie, uh, someone when the, twist comes sound, when the twist comes, someone's knocking on the door. But this is right after the drunk guy threw his drink at the people in the theater. The screen glitches a little bit. And then you just hear the knocking again. So everyone thought that the movie restarted <laughs> for Dude, a I, split second. My cousin caught. leans over to me and he was like, bro, his drink got on the projector. We're toasted, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was just the audio yeah. reoccurrence or the so, audio callback. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the performances. I think generally it's uh, everyone agrees that everyone did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we feel about the actual mystery? I think it was great. I, I love this one much better than uh, Knives Out. With Knives Out, we figure, I to me, I feel like we figure out Ransom is it like very early in the movie. Spoilers for Knives Out 1, I guess. <laughs> you're turning spoil- into this. Hopefully you're not watching the spoiler <laughs> section. 
of of the second movie <laughs> to the first one. All right, but anyways, as far as the mystery comes, I like I like both movies do a a twist on the classic Who Done It, where mm-hmm. the first one makes it to where the audience feels like they know the answer throughout the movie. Like you think, okay, on its armist, this isn't a Who Done It. This is a how do I get out of the situation? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then then you find out that it wasn't her. But then in this movie, you have like the whole aspect of uh, the detective was, has a lot more knowledge than we thought he knew. Right. And like, they both have these twists that are, are mm-hmm. that are a classic are switching up the whodunit category. I, I found myself really trying to solve this thing, like really trying to figure oh, yeah. out who it was. And especially the scene where Dave Bautista's character does die. And he is, uh, he drinks cause he's deathly allergic to pineapple yeah. and he drinks pineapple juice. That entire scene is so suspenseful just for the simple fact that I feel like we all thought Miles was going to die. So we're right. all paying attention to where Miles is going and who's doing stuff to Miles that like um, when the tw- when when something does happen, which, by the way, I kn- I saw it happen. I saw him hand the glass. OK, no, it's but- literally the perfect situation because they gaslit us. Okay? The, the movie gaslights because I saw you like the get like the characters themselves get gaslit. Yeah, I literally saw the I, I I do remember as well thinking that oh wait, I thought he handed him the glass, but then yeah. when the movie showed me that he didn't, I was like, All right, I like, guess you guess not. <laughs> yeah, spoiled again. So well got away with the two. No. But, uh, but that scene is so well done. The Duke's death yeah. is very well, well done. Because like, it's like the suspense is at an all time high. It's right after the murder mystery, yeah. and it's right after Benoit Blanc uh solves the murder mystery that of the game that they were going to play which was also so, a very funny scene you're paying attention like i love even, that scene so much <laughs> and then the little blood splurred at the yeah, end yeah <laughs> dude what uh edward norton's acting in that scene is so good like right when he goes it was birdie with the uh-huh. with the crossbow or whatever like just showing edward norton just like have a brief realization that he's just like <laughs> everything was useless and him sitting down it was so well made but great scene. right with the uh, with the Duke's death, um, the suspense is at an all time high. You know, you you have characters bumping into each other. Even that's what I noticed. And I was gonna like, say, there's a lot more red herrings in this one than I think oh, in yeah. the first one. And I remember, I remember thinking I was so smart at two separate moments. I was like, oh my word, Catherine Hahn bumped right into him, and then he died. Yeah, exactly. She did it, and then it just never gets brought up. And then. <laughs> The, the big one that got me thinking I was big brain for most of the second part of the movie uh, when it's a scene where Helen and the detective are talking in a bathroom there's a bunch of mirrors everywhere right on the wall behind Helen there is a poster or like a mural that has a person figure and a red dot in the heart which is where she gets shot right and since this is a flashback where you know she gets shot there and then on the sink there's a mirror it's pointed burning. down with Birdie's face on it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're giving it away. Birdie shot her. And then she just <laughs> That's didn't. so funny. <laughs> yeah. There's no. so many red herrings. I remember Ben was like very, like he was really <laughs> wanting to guess who it was. Because like the first scene is happening and Ben leans over to me. He's like, I think it's Birdie's assistant. And like, it's like almost every scene Ben was like, it's Duke. It's Duke. It's like you could like switch it up. Uh, I thought they were gonna pull like uh, Murder on the Orient Express, and like I was oh, like, yeah. oh, it's, it's everybody. It's everybody. Uh, how did you guess Duke before anyone died? I don't. I don't think I guessed Duke. I don't think I guessed Duke because Duke's such an obvious like answer with like the gun, like you know what right. I mean, right? Um, and and the but death it's like, of it being a poison makes it so much like 
better. It could be anyone else. Yeah. Like, it, cause it could be when because they also Catherine have that Hong scene bumped yeah. into somebody or when he handed her the drink, it could have been like, you know, you also have the scene before, before Duke gets poisoned. You have the scene where Catherine Hahn is staring at miles glass. Like, you know, oh. where she's staring at his glass. So I, I, for a second was like, oh. Did they really just give away that Gavin Hahn's gonna spoil? That's gonna gonna uh, uh, poison someone. <laughs> I think I think Catherine. I know we are moving away from performances, but Catherine Hahn did great in this, and I think she's oh, gonna yeah. get overrated by everyone else. But like her character has like this constant stress throughout the whole thing, and like I I thought that was really well per- portrayed. Right. Um, when it comes to the mystery, I don't want to interrupt anybody. Was anyone making? No, a you're point? good. Keep okay. keep going. Uh, when it comes to the mystery, I know we were just talking about how great it was and how many red herrings there were but to directly contradict that i didn't feel like there was as much of a suspense in terms of who done it than compared to the first one in the first one i at one point in the movie thought every individual in that house did it right in this mm-hmm. one i was like all right it's either birdie <laughs> Catherine hahn or and then like to the movie's credit i couldn't really think of anyone else but i also wasn't feeling like I could, I was constantly shifting my opinions around a lot, which I think is part of the fun of movies like this. Right. So to play off of that, I agree and disagree with you. Okay. Um, I think what Knives Out did better, in a sense, I feel like what this movie needed was probably one more kill. It was probably just one more on-screen kill. Um, because we had Andy's death at the very beginning of it. Before uh, the movie starts. Duke gets shot or Duke dies of poison and then someone gets shot, but they're alive. I think we needed someone else to die uh, to create more of like a, a guess who it is type thing. I but, feel like, yeah, I feel like they could have like added more suspense by killing mm-hmm. off Peg when she was talking to the people. Uh, absolutely. Talking to the cops. And, and also, I think um, uh, to contradict or not contradict, I would say to argue with you. Uh, I was there were still several different things like I thought whiskey I thought it was gonna be two different people I did not know Miles was at the center of it all because I thought whiskey took the gun and then ran away and shot Andy because I thought whiskey mm-hmm. thought that Andy uh, similar to a movie Duke. we watched this year by A24 um, I don't want to spoil anything about that movie but um, uh, it's a murder mystery Um I know exactly I th- what we're talking about, and I, I was going to bring that up. I thought everyone was going to be killing someone else, you know, thinking that they're doing the right thing when in reality, um, they're just messing everything up. So I thought Whiskey was going to kill Andy, thinking that she killed Duke, and I thought like someone Which almost like, happened actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. With, with the, the, the trident gun. or whatever. Yeah. And I also think Madeline Klein was really good. I think the conversation her and Helen had at the beginning of the movie. Or not the like when they're walking to the pool. When when they're walking to the pool was like genuinely like just like a really nice conversation, and I was actually really interested in what they were both were talking about. I I believe that they were like friends. <laughs> I was right. very but, interested in her character when she was like talking about how she's not interested in Duke at all, and she's just. I there think I think business. she was underused in the movie. Uh, yeah. it, it was her and the uh, Birdie's assistant um, that I that I felt were um the most underutilized, underutilized in the movie. Yeah. Um. But other than that, though, I think as far as the mystery goes, uh, I I think it's good. You got a great sequence of like when the lights are shut off, oh and you got everyone so running around. Uh, 
especially after the shot is fired and you have them all coming out at different times in different places. And they're yeah. all in like I thought so they were far gonna. Away. I thought they were going to accuse Ben Blanc or whatever. For a second, I did too. Which did anyone else feel absolutely terrible when they revealed that it was Blanc's idea for her to come, and then we th- we still think she's dead, right? And oh. we just think like. Oh my goodness! I can't believe like yeah. he must feel terrible. That's well. Then they 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 that also trick why us. he was crying. Too. Yeah, they yeah. trick us by showing him crying. So like that's why yeah. this is so emotional for him because he's the reason why she's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, weakest bullet in the world. Like to get here's stopped the, by yeah. a right, no bullet. That's kind of a trope. First though. off, first off, right when that happened, I remember thinking, okay, but then I also remember thinking. People have blocked bullets with slight, with like so much thinner objects right. in movies. Just, People just have accident pulls out a piece of tin foil. I yeah, <laughs> uh, and also uh, uh, it did go through like some thick glass too, True. so it could have slowed it down. But uh, um, I think it's better than uh, spoilers for White House Down. But the the no 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 the, the president's uh, fake off death. I feel like was way more. Wait, what did it block? I think he had like a pocket bullet. watch in his, but it was like yeah. literally like he, had, he like he like du- he ducked in front of someone or something, and it like happened to hit the pocket watch or something. Yeah. Also, I used to love that movie. But that anyways, movie's great. You I too. only I've you only too. watched it. I only Joey watched King it on is in it, bro. Yeah, exactly. So she's barely in it. She's in danger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love it. No. Yeah. No. My grandma Joey showed King that to me. Great. My grandma showed that movie to me. It was the coolest thing ever. Dude, I watched that movie on the air on the airplane. <laughs> right next to the air marshal you know and i felt really unsettled <laughs> i had always been told that that was just a bad version of olympus has fallen which is the furthest from the truth i disagree olympus, olympus has, fallen has fallen is boring it it's is. so boring and okay i i have a whole tangent about that movie i will not go on to save time unless ben explicitly asked me for it that's for another episode it's, it's for, for, for our olympus has fallen episode that's for our white house down yeah for our plane it's for our plane episode Right, it's for our Morgan Freeman. Nope, Jamie Foxx has fallen. Wait, which one is it? <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Yeah, it's Morgan Freeman is. Is he the president in something else? No, he's God in Evan Bruce Almighty. Almighty. Bruce Almighty. It's also, yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, but I, yeah, like I said, I would disagree with you on the mystery being good. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's better than knives out because i didn't know as much but also i think it's going for different things though these two movies i do i do feel like the red herrings thing that you said cameron is very good because once you like if you rule out ana de armas's character it's very obvious that it is uh ransom in the first knives out really i'll have to watch it again you have like so many things like the dogs barking in the background they say it like the very beginning too oh yeah Like, like when he's going out when he's doing the list of people and then he's listing off the family members. When he says ransom, they have the camera positioned to where the knife is over his throat. Right, oh, but that's was... that's like not stuff. I, I, mean, I haven't seen it. I didn't recognize that my first That's viewing. not stuff you could, like that. the dogs barking on that stuff. That's for smart but, people to but recognize. No, but, 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 <laughs> ransom, but Ransom comes out and says he is like the killer when I feel like him and Ana de Artemis are eating food at like the diner thing. And to me, I thought felt like that was pretty early in the movie. Well, I feel like I feel like first of all, on the first viewing, the dogs was a big hint, and also her climbing the window, and then the mom going ransom, is that you again? Mm-hmm. I felt like that was also a very big hint as to it, but that might have just been me being smarter than you guys. Yeah. No, that's probably what it was. 
I I have a soft spot for movies like this, The First Knives Out, uh, Bullet Train, Barry, uh, movies and shows where you just have a handful of characters and then they get shuffled around so much in ways you don't expect but seem like so perfect, you know? Just mm-hmm. that, that's that's I have kind of a soft spot for stuff like that, and that that does get fulfilled in this movie. Um, I think it gets fulfilled a little bit more so in the in the other one. But I thought that was a, a thing to say. It is worth pointing out that the writer the writer did Ryan Johnson write this as well. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like juggling all these different characters is pretty is really impressive. Even yeah. if I don't like it as much as the first one, I would agree. Um, but also, I'm gonna always recommend you watch it two times. I, I right. legitimately think that this movie needs you to like. You need to watch it two times. Yeah. Um. But um, as far as that goes, I think uh, like this is a very interesting villain as far as Miles goes, where he doesn't have like any original idea. Like everything is stolen. Like everything he just uses Dude, from other people. So perfect. The murder like mystery that. he wrote is by the girl is by just a writer that writes murder mysteries. You There's know? like, like, sorry to cut you off. If you want to no, keep going, you can. I think Isaac mentioned this with, uh, with, uh, when they, when they find the napkin, um, uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s character says, why didn't you just burn it? And then he burns and then the he burns ca- it. And then, he, burns and then it. he points at Leslie Odom Jr.'s character. Yeah. Like at, right after he does it, like he points at him, like you gave me the idea. And that was like, right after they went on the whole rant of how he's cannot stupid. come up with a single You're idea. So stupid. But yeah, uh, right. dude, th- that was the that I noticed that on my second viewing, and I will say, going back to watching it twice, there are so many things you will pick up on, like like just one, just to name one, Peg and Birdie talking on the side of the pool, watching that the second time while they're talking. Before you go back to watch them talking again, you can actually see her bag fidget a little bit as you see the recorder yeah. fall into it. That was something That's I cool. didn't notice until the second time watching, and I wasn't even looking for it. I just saw the bag move. Community spoilers. That's like how at the start of the one of the best episodes in the show, you can see uh, Annie's boobs grab the pen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I never even saw that. You like, can. Yeah. You guys, if you haven't clarified to clarify, it's, it's Annie's uh, boobs is a monkey. It's yeah, a it's monkey. a monkey. We should <laughs> we should clarify that first of all. Well, <laughs> I was I thought about clarifying it, but I thought it'd be way funnier if we just didn't. And anyone who hasn't seen the show would be like. All right. How would you not <laughs> notice that? Guys, but my mom watches this and listens to this, and I don't want her to think she I'm watching bad things. So she's seen no. community. Isn't this the first isn't this the first not R-rated thing we've done on the podcast? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, but no, um uh yeah, Miles, he just steals every idea. I think also um when the with the Mona Lisa burning i was like just pure chaos that whole scene with them like destroying all the glass i just thought like i can't imagine like the set designer just crying in the background of them just destroying (laughs) everything he probably built or just bought for this no but um uh that's just like such a fun scene and then like when they're sitting down on the stairs like the whole conclusion of the third act this like them finally raising their hands because this is also an, an interesting thing is that uh like there's no evidence against miles uh-huh. like for any of this it's simply just like these people are just going to lie under oath again to well, get miles like, to go to it's jail. like it's the thing that she says at the end when she's like 
Did you would lie for see, a lie. Yeah, you would lie for a, you wouldn't lie for the truth, but you would lie for a lie. Mm. Because like that's what she's asking. Did anyone see him burn the napkin? And the Catherine Tonk character is like, actually. And then, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um yeah, and then we got Ben Woblong smoking his cigar, watching the police come in. With with Daryl. With Daryl. And the audience uh, goes crazy. <laughs> no. Other than that, though, I had an absolute blast with this movie. I think uh, it will only get better the more and more that you watch it. So please go watch it again uh, when it comes out on Netflix or watch it in theaters. Um, Sounds any, like you're, you're wrapping it up. Any last have, thoughts? Or yeah, I was going to say, I have two more things I wanted to say, and they're very it. quick. One, uh, one thing I did notice in my first viewing that maybe not everyone else did. Um, let me wait. Hold on. Let me do it like that guy on TikTok. In Glass Onion, made <laughs> in 2022. They say the point of the Glass Onion is that it looks like it has a lot of layers, but the important stuff is out in the open for everyone to see, right? It's right in the middle. They say that. It's like the the good stuff's in the middle, and it's visible. In his office, on the picture frame that has the picture of them at the bar, the napkin, all that stuff, the envelope is in the middle of the golden ratio. So it literally is the glass onion. Nice. You know, I'm pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Another thing. Another thing. Um, in terms of the use of the Mona Lisa, I thought it was very I thought that it wasn't done as well as you could because as soon the very first time he's like, I want to be remembered in the same breath as the Mona Lisa, I was like, Oh, so he's gonna destroy it at the end of the movie. And like, yeah, he did, but um this I think they tried to do something similar with the the uh locking door on the Mona Lisa that they did with Ana de Armas's character throwing up when she lies, where it's like it's more than just characters interacting and like trying to outwit each other, but there's also extra elements that they have to keep track of. Um I saw a this seems kind of tangential, but it, it ties in. I watched a podcast of a popular DM talking about how he makes interesting um, uh, combat encounters. And he says a good way to do that is um, sometimes you don't need flashy flashy villains or intense like uh, scenery. But if you have a th- like an aspect that players need to keep an eye on outside of actually just fighting their enemy, then that makes it more exciting. So an example he gave was if your combat encounter takes place on a football field and you can win by killing your enemies or getting a touchdown, stuff like that, you know, there's a third element. And in the first one, the vomit was similar where she didn't just have to outlie, but she also had to contain the very visible and very well-known thing that she does when she lies. I feel like I don't know how. But I feel like they were trying to do something similar with the closing open and shut door with the Mona Lisa in terms of like raising the tension and like that thing. Going I, off. I think you are exactly right, because on my first time watching this, I remember that scene before the, the scene where Duke dies before they even get to the part where Duke's dying. I remember that scene just being so stressful and me watching the scene and being like, this is so stressful and I can't tell you why. And it's because of all the actors like bumping into each other. And then you have the constant phone dinging, the door shutting. The, mm-hmm. That scene was so well edited, the sound design, everything acted. Everything was perfect about that scene to make it so stressful. And then it leads up to him dying. And then something weird, I don't know if it might not have like gone with this, but they make the scene so stressful to where once the character dies, that's actually the relief of the scene. Because then mm-hmm. the phone shuts off and then you have the door stop shutting. So 
yeah. it's like kind of a little like who would have who would have thunk that someone dying could have been the relief. Yeah, you know um, what, Isaac? I was about to say the opening shut door wasn't utilized as well, but you convinced me otherwise. Uh, bravo, you're welcome, Ryan Johnson. Bravo to Isaac. in the next one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guys, yeah. First step, star in the movie. First step. What did you think? Next step. Knives Out Three. Golden, Watch out, Hollywood. Fridge. Isaac the Brooks is fridge. knocking at your door. The Golden yeah. Fridge. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, well, Isaac, do you have any final thoughts on this movie? Um, I don't feel like I could say anything that I haven't already said. Watch it twice if you can. At least watch it once. Very good. Nice. Yeah. Out on Netflix and, sometime in December. Yeah. And with that, Cameron, or you want to say our next movie? No, next we never week. do. Because you always want to go way too long pretending like the Wait, people. I know the, the next title. movie. Oh, uh, no, I will say though, uh, Isaac, thank you for being in this episode. Thank you anytime. for being Thanks. a great guest. Well, not anytime. We're not going to have you on a Definitely lot. Definitely not anytime. Right? Yeah, we, we, we learned our lesson this time. Me and Ben are twins. We learned, can always we, just take a spot. We learned our lesson. We learned our lesson. Um, oh, but no. yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out? Uh, like, do you have any social media or do you have any social media that you don't own, but you want people to see anyway? Um, yeah, I'd like to shout out the What Do You Think podcast. It's a very good podcast. Cool. Um, I also need to shout out my uh, production company that is always being updated constantly. And that would be uh, the Knuckle Sandwich Films. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I'm not going to shout out um, this podcast on the Knuckle Sandwich Films YouTube channel because it's not related, but I'm also part of that production company. Cameras, but if you've, if co- it's me and Isaac, if you have found your way to that production company from that production company channel to this podcast, we have some exciting news that I don't think Ben realized he agreed to when he agreed to it. Oh, yeah. But he said, if we get, we're making a movie right now called Revengers 2. If we get that done, he said we'll do an episode of it on the podcast. And that's, that's, that is, legally binding and with the As pace a, we're going there's a chance that this by the time this happens very famous yeah it has to make an episode <laughs> on revengers too um <laughs> so yeah uh we'll see so yeah isaac thanks for coming on um Anytime. and check us out on spotify or wherever you get your podcast also our what did you think youtube channel youtube channel um, edited pretty well despite absolutely maybe not being able to meet some of the demands this episode had all right. Well, <laughs> you, know, can, you can click this link right here, Stop. right Stop. here, right there. Over, over, over the the it around, making Millennium Falcon noises. What? Somebody doesn't know how explosion in the middle of the screen. Wait, Cameron's dead. If you click.